0: friends welcome to race the rise podcast a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy to follow practices to live a better life i am your host mittel patel a parenting junkie ayurveda enthusiast and an advocate of conscious living I feel frustrated, stressed. I'm anxious. I am scared for my kids' first day of school. Are you one of those parents who is so who feels so rushed by the life and exhausting and busy and stressful because of life's circumstances? And which causes you to feel, I am frustrated, stressed, Burnt out, anxious, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Are you one of those? Or are you one of those who says, hmm, they do X, Y, and Z, which makes me feel A, B, and Z? Yes? Does that sound familiar? Well, welcome parents, because the school is starting, or some of you already have kids in school, and I get it. Beginning of the year is always that time where everything feels like it's triggering. And we think these triggers are coming from outside or from our kids' behavior. But in reality, every trigger arises because of a wound from within. Yes. Typically, there are three categories. So by now, you know, we're talking about triggers today. And we're trying to understand how these triggers are not external. Typically, there are three categories that triggers can fall into. One is it's about internal feeling or an internal trigger state. Or it could be, number two, it could be a behavior by our loved ones, like kids, spouse, friends, family, that creates a reaction Externally, or the third one is a feeling about life in general or life circumstances that create a triggered state. So, these are typically three categories that triggers can fall into. But our conditioning leads us to believe that our triggers come from the outside, and that's why we continue to suffer. But the reality is, triggers only come from within us. It's from a wound, which comes from a childhood. So it's the only story that gets replayed over and over from an outside sources that we mistakenly refer to as our triggers. So triggers only exist on the outside because they exist on the inside. So we know a lot of triggers are going to pop in now as. The school, you know, beginning of the school, whether kids are not getting up on time or they're not getting ready on time or they're not packing their lunches, we have to go to work. There is so much, right? There is going, this whole life circumstances is going to, just going to pop in right in front of us. and, And this is the time where we can actually notice our patterns and understand that, Yes, triggers are coming from within me and actually do something about it. Because this this is the time when these triggers leads us to the frustration and anger. At least for me, that's how it shows up. It's the anger. And when I don't want to show up the anger outside, I normally take the anger inside, which is as harmful as taking the anger outside on the other parties. Rather, we need to learn to take the anger, you know, somewhere else, like literally take the frustration out. It doesn't have to be with someone or, you know, onto someone or you don't even have to take within. So let's get back to the triggers. So these triggers are actually, these are the, they're always like a role. It's the like beneath role, which is about the false self, as Dr. Ali explains in her Awakened um, Family book. It's always about the, the role that we recreate from childhood. It's about the mask that we have, you know, we have worn it for so long. And these triggered states are the signs that we're actually in a false self state and we really need to do something about it and so every time these triggered state ignites the false self that is founded on fear yes it's always about the fear because fear is trying to protect us and it just shows up as triggered and this way we just lash it out in terms of you know anger and we think that it's coming from outside And it's always about that fear of not being good enough, fear of not being, you know, it's always like, I am not good enough or she's not good enough or this is not good enough. It's always about that fear that ignites the false self and, of course, you know, triggers us. This not good enough actually further boils down to, like, I'm not being competent enough or I'm not being validated enough or I'm not being worthy enough, or I'm not achieving enough. So, for example, um, public tantrums, right? So when we're in public and if our child is having tantrum about wanting a toy or, you know, a piece of candy or just just, just crying for something, that actually triggers us in that moment. And what comes up, it's that, that, False self that comes in, which comes with the fear, and it's about I am not a good enough parent. I can't control my child. What are people, there's a fear that what are other people gonna say about me as a parent? Right? So it's again, it's coming as like I am not good enough. It's not, it's like I am, I cannot parent my child. So it's like it's about not achieving enough. And so understand from this example that the trigger is never about the present moment because when during, for example, again, during public trans, trans, um, tantrums, it wasn't about the child or it wasn't about what's happening right now. It's, it wasn't about the toy, but rather the fear of not being good enough comes up. It's about, it's always about the past. We always get transported to an older memory from childhood, which causes the deep unrest within us. And this unrest creates a desire to control the situation and the control comes out in a form of anger. So we, we blindly react during those situations. That means, so understand that we are not in the present at that point. The past just hijacked us in that moment so understand that it's obvious because those fears like you know I'm not good enough that comes from childhood where you were not validated as good enough and now you think that you know I'm just not a good enough parent and I just haven't done uh, a good job achieving the parental status that society has labeled us right so again, to uncover these layers of anger and to transform it, we will need to have a magnifying glasses with us. Dr. Shibali calls them a super vision glasses. And I think um, Rini Jane calls the same thing. It's called supervision glasses, which allows us to go beneath the surface and see the feelings beneath. And we really need to use these glasses for our children as well as for ourselves. So, for example, again, with that public tantrum, if we had these supervision glasses, what would we do? We can wear them in that moment and see, okay, my child is crying, but it looks like he's crying for that that toy or for that candy, but the need in that moment, my child is tired he or she is working on my agenda because I wanted to do the groceries at this point, but the child is tired or, you know, he needs a nap or she needs to eat or, you know, it's possible that they're hungry. It's possible that they are looking for that sugar or, you know, looking at that candy because they are looking for that comfort from somewhere, right? So it could be, so if, you can only see those that, that um, underneath the iceberg if you have those super vision glasses or, you know, the magnifying glasses because we really need to see what's happening for your child. But at the same time, look at where those vision glasses for yourself, what's happening inside of you. So the fear is crippling in, but that's coming from the past. What is the present moment? Present moment is I am trying to do groceries. My child is crying. Looks like my child is tired and this is the situation's not gonna work out. What's next? Do what's appropriate for you. Do what works for you at that moment, right? So I really wanted to um, bring up this that once we uncover the feelings and, you know, for, for us as well as our child, we can remind ourselves to be, you know, to be more empathetic and patient and detach from the madness of control. We don't need to be contr- we don't need to be in control. Well, we need to be in control of ourselves. We don't need to control our child or the situation. We just need to be in charge in that moment. Right? We need to be in charge and in control of our feelings and our reactions. So we need to respond consciously during these conflicts. But again, being in charge or being in control of our emotions and feelings in the triggered state, it's hard. It's super duper hard. I, you know, I feel you. It's not an easy task, but again, we know you can do the hard task, right? I know I can do hard things. And so that's why I'm here because I've done it and I wanted to share with you guys. So what can be done? So again, understand that when we're in the triggered state, And the anger comes in, what comes? We literally get filled with the angry thoughts, such as, how dare he? Or, you know, how dare she? Or, why, why me? Or, I'm always the one being taken advantage of. Or, why can I run on my schedule? Right? Things like this. What we need to do is, we really need to change these angry thoughts to conscious thoughts. But, Right, but it can only be changed if we feel whole, abundant, and free from within. Again, everything starts and boils down to what's inside of us, what's happening inside of us. So, but if we're in the state of lack and scarcity, then we'll constantly feel, you know, trapped by our reactions and we'll never be in control of ourselves and we'll never be in charge of. The situation and so we really need to practice more about the conscious responses again this is not going to happen overnight just like everything else, just like anything else in life this is going to take us some practice it's about practicing these conscious response and eventually we'll be in that state where things just comes radically to us things just comes. In the moment, because for now, while we're practicing, just understand that this might just happen again and again. It's not gonna stop overnight because it's gonna require some inner work and some work in the moment. So, now how can we start? So, for example, when your child doesn't listen, remind yourself and you know, say this. You can actually say this out loud because, because that's how I started. You can say, my child is reminding me of my old feelings of not being hurt. This is not about my child. It is about my old self, right? Or when your child fails an, you know, an exam or a quiz or a test, say, say to yourself that my child is reminding me of my old failures and of not being competent. It's, this is not about my child, it is about my old self. Or when your child is rude to yourself, like I hate you or you know you don't know what you're doing, whatever, if they're rude to you, say to yourself, my child is reminding me of being dismissed and ignored, not being worthy enough of attention and respect. This is not about my child, It is about my old self. By the way, I learned this from Dr. Shivali, and they have been life-changing. So you might wanna give it a try and see how that works because what works for me might not work for you, but it doesn't hurt to give it a try. And you never know, it might work for you. So again, just a reminder that anger is present because we are impatient for the change, but don't know that the change is something within us, right? So the encoded message that's that the anger or the trigger state gives us is that, help me. I want to change. I just don't know how. But hey, you know how now. So pause this episode again. Go back. Listen to everything again. Start practicing. Start Telling yourself that this is not about my child, it is about my old self. And take care of your inner child needs, which will help you take care of your child needs. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com, And join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mital Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.